Well, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the No Name Podcast. We don't have a name, but we have content. I know you get tired of hearing that, but I like to say it. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Sharon Gray, and this is... The Kisses, Minister Tasha. And we want to welcome you to our podcast. And I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you that have listened to our podcast. I pray that you were blessed by the podcast, and I pray that you also shared the podcast. We are here, just two of God's servants who are very happy for this platform. We do not have all the answers, nor do we know it all, but we're here and grateful for this platform that God gave us because we know that with this platform, um, we can speak to, we can have a conversation where others can be blessed. So now the kid sister will give you all of the other information that you need so that you can like, share, and follow us. Well, like Big Sis said, welcome to the No Name Podcast. This is episode 22, episode 22, and we are both grateful for this opportunity. Uh, but we are doing something special a special announcement uh, for those of you that have been listening to the audio version thank you we appreciate your support we appreciate you tuning in every single week for a brand new episode but this is our first time releasing the video podcast so not only do we invite you to listen to the audio version but we want you to get the full experience by heading over to youtube at no name podcast and joining us for the video show sis yes before we get into today's conversation you know how we start if you had to describe your week mm -hmm. using one word how would you describe your week grateful simply grateful and kid sis same question to you if you could use one word to describe your week what word would you use the one word I would use is blessed. Okay. It was a blessed week. All right. Yeah. And I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, I'm just so grateful. There's so many things going on in the world today. So many people are having hard times. So many things that are happening. And I'm just grateful that God has allowed me, one, to be in my right mind. That God has allowed me, two, to have good health. Um, that God has allowed me to have a, a shelter, have to, that God has allowed me to have shelter, that God has allowed me to have a steady income. I'm just grateful to God. And those are things that I don't ever want to take for granted. I think so. We all know there's a lot going on mm -hmm. in this world, whether mm -hmm. we live on the West Coast, Midwest, down South across the United States, um, even globally, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Right. How is it that you are able to still have hope, to still be grateful? How mm -hmm. is it that I can still feel like I'm blessed and say that I've had a blessed week in spite of everything? And you just said it right there, in spite of everything. Because the Bible tells us in everything, give thanks because it's the will of God concerning us. Now, on the flip side, I could be in a position or a place where I'm, I'm not in my right mind. On the flip side, I could be out on the streets. 
On the flip side, I could be bat facing a health condition, but because of the grace of God, I'm allowed to, I'm afforded those things. And I don't ever, when I say ever, I don't ever want to take God for granted because he's blessed me. And I, that, that's, that's a position and a posture I wish that we could all take. And, and, and now it does not negate, does not negate the fact that things happen. But see, sometimes, and I think you and I have privately had this conversation, mm -hmm. because when we're going through something, sometimes our response is, or someone else's response is, it could be worse. Sometimes that feels like that statement is negating the pain, is negating the frustration. Like, yeah, I understand it could be worse, but what if for me right now in that particular season, like, yo, this feels like this is the worst. And so what, what, what should happen then is the faith. Where, where is your faith? And the same God that delivered you back then or he delivered you before, he's the same God that can de deliver you now. So if, if you're saying that it feels like it's the worst that can happen to me, and it probably is. However, one, you could be out of your mind again like i said earlier you could be locked up in jail you could be in uh in the hospital you know you could be there's a myriad of places we could be right now but because of god's grace mm -hmm. and mercy we are here today to one to proclaim the goodness of the lord now the scripture says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning and so i had a conversation with moderator chandler and he said okay weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning what am i supposed to do right. until the morning and so my his response was you have to tell the people to hold on you have to tell the people that that the morning is going to come and before the morning comes you got to hold on sometimes you got to fast sometimes you got to pray sometimes you got to um uh, uh cry out to god you got to ask people to pray for you you got to hold on because you know the promise is the joy is going to come yeah and i feel like sometimes we want that joy to come automatically i just go into that scripture mm -hmm. um and we may not always teach like there is a waiting period there's a waiting period <laughs> it's it's it, there's no guarantee mm -hmm. that when when it says but joy comes in the morning there's no guarantee or we don't know mm -hmm. whether or not that immediate next morning is when the joy comes it may be a couple of mornings but the joy is coming so you have to anticipate the fact that the joy is coming you have to anticipate in the heartache and how do you do that that was my next question how do you do that <laughs> like, one because the word of god tells us uh-huh and two is because we see when jesus went to the grave of lazarus he already knew that lazarus was going to die but when he got there mm -hmm. when he got there he cried mm -hmm. and so because um jesus knew that he had feelings mm -hmm. and he knew what hurt was he he hasn't forgotten us okay he hasn't forgotten us and it sounds so churchy 
but it's the truth. When do we stop saying stuff is churchy and realize that the Bible is churchy? I'm not saying that the Bible is churchy. I'm not saying that at all. Uh-huh. I will never negate or, or never uh-huh. even argue that point, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think sometimes our language is churchy. Yeah. But that's a whole, I think that's that could be a whole nother conversation. Sometimes, yes. mm-hmm. sometimes I think we just say church lingo and church slang, if you will, without really understanding the meaning behind it. And so church lingo and church slang will not get you delivered. That, no, it, that's not going to help in the, the, the deliverance or the healing process or when you need a way made. It's not going to help. No, you're going to take the Bible and some real hymns that were written based on. <laughs> one, one, one of the hymns is what a friend we have in Jesus. Right. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So knowing that hymn, right, and saying the lyrics, what scripture does that remind you of? It reminds me, and and I knew you was coming, and as <laughs> soon as you said it, it went, it went right out of my mind. It went right <laughs> out of my mind. But here's what I asked that, because uh-huh. we've heard, maybe within the last mm-hmm. 10 years, right, uh-huh. some of these songs that really aren't based in scripture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we call them gospel songs, right? Mm-hmm. And we sing them in church. But sometimes some of the songs we sing, mm-hmm. sometimes, the, sometimes some of the, the songs that we hear uh, on the gospel radio isn't really, in fact, based in scripture. And some of those songs that they wrote, they came out of their heartache and out of their pain. Okay. And because of their relationship with God, mm-hmm. and they knew that he would take care of them, that's where those lyrics came from. Okay. I can go further, but I'm going to leave it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm going to leave it. Go ahead. Because we, we need, I believe we're living in a time and we will continue to be in a time where we need foundational truths. Right. Right. Everyone's uh-huh. experience and how we interpret our experience is mm-hmm. different. But we need some foundation. Right. And- I, go ahead. So 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And that's the King James Version. Mm-hmm. So everything that's concerning, and, and one, he's concerned with everything that's concerning us. And that's mm-hmm. a little lingo. But that's not even lingo, though. Is, is that not scripture? It is It is scripture. So that's what I'm but, saying. Like There's a difference between the lingo and and, and the truth yeah so but some people may say it's the lingo you know he cares about everything that's concerning us which is truth which comes from first peter five and seven that means yeah. everything everything that you're burdened with everything that you're burdening burdened with when it comes to your family when mm-hmm. it comes to your children when it comes to your marriage when it comes to work when it comes to your community when it comes to your home, everything, when it comes to your schooling, when it comes to just, just everything. And there is a myriad, I keep saying a thing. There's a there word, there's a myriad of things that we um, are dealing with. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that God is concerned about. And we can go to him. Hebrews chapter four, the lesson, the Sunday school oh, lesson. Oh, that's what I was gonna say, yeah. The Sunday, the lesson, lesson. The Sunday school lesson that mm-hmm. I have to teach, uh, 
that I taught yesterday with the kids, mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I was trying to get them to see that because Jesus was who he was and is who he is, mm-hmm. because he is that high priest, yes. because he is the one that's constantly mediating between us and mm-hmm. our mess ups yes. and God, because yes. God can't stand sin. He hates he, it. He, he, he hates sin, not mm-hmm. the person. Right. The sin, right? Um, And and because God feels that way about sin and because we continue to mess up, right? Mm -hmm. We have that, that mediator Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's going to God on our behalf, Mm -hmm. right? But because Jesus is that, Mm -hmm. we can therefore go boldly to the throne of grace. Yes. Where we can find grace, grace and help help in the time time of need. need. Yeah. Right. So despite whatever the situation is. Whatever the situation is, for me, mm-hmm. the hope is the hope lies in the fact that I can go to God. Yes. I don't need the priest. Right. I don't need and I appreciate the par- prayers of my pastor. I do. I appreciate them. I, th- I thank God that she she prays for me and all of us. However, my mediator is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I can get to God is through his son. So I can go to him and I can talk to him and I can, and sometimes when I don't know what I'm, 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 what I'm saying and there's, you know, I'm troubled in my spirit, then he can interpret that Mm -hmm. to God and he, he, and he's, you know, standing in the gap saying, okay, dad, this is what she really means. She can't get this out, but this is what she really means. And Mm -hmm. so I can appreciate the fact that. He is my mediator and mm-hmm. I can go through him. I don't need a priest. And I, you're my sister and you I appreciate me. you. High five, but you don't need I, me. I don't need you. <laughs> I'm glad that you're there praying for me. I'm glad because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I'm glad that you're praying for me. But if there comes a time where you can't pray for me, I can go straight to God. Mm-hmm. And then straight I, to Jesus for myself. And then I'm not always available. Exactly. We can have all kind of prayer partners. We can have all kind of accountability partners, but mm-hmm. they are not always available. And why do you think that people are not always available? Because then we would think that we could just rely on people and not God. Amen. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you always picked up the phone, mm-hmm. right? Wh- why would I need to go to God? Exactly. Why exactly. God? Because you're always available. And he, go ahead. He said that he would have no other gods before him. Right. He's a jealous God. Right. And so, because of what he did on Calvary and how he showed his love for us and how he continues to keep us and bless us and and continue to shower his, his, lavish his love on us, Mm -hmm. how dare we go to somebody else when nobody in this world, went to Calvary for me. Mm-mm. How, how, da- how dare, how dare I Mm-mm. go to someone else for my help, my healing, my deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> she about to run out of here. Y'all. She, she, she just got herself there. She, she about to run out of here. Just give her a little bit, give her a little bit, <laughs> give her a little bit. I remember talking to my mother who uh you know i'm the only child 
And so she always wants to make sure that I'm good, Mm -hmm. that I, you know, I'm taken care of. I got a roof over my head and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I told her, um, you know, because of life, right, and Mm -hmm. and because of the life cycle, she will not always be around. Right. So I need to show her that Mm -hmm. I can survive. Mm -hmm. What what would happen Mm -hmm. if I just continually relied on her? then you would never mature to that place where you could take care of yourself. And and, and even a, a step further, right? Mm-hmm. In those moments where I struggle, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to her. I'm going to God. Because why? He owns a that, cattle? He, he's, he will supply every, <laughs> every, every need <laughs> according to his. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and, and I think that that also shows my mother that not only am I mature as an adult, mm-hmm. not only do I know how to pay my own bills, cook for myself and all of that, mm-hmm. but there's some some spiritual maturity there as well. Right. Right. That I don't have to always run back. Right. But right. I, I know someone greater, even though I love my parents. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I know someone greater. Right. Who can do exceedingly abundantly above all. Exactly. And so it's, it's in that, that we learn that we have to be dependent upon God. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing to have your parents to be um, dependent on. It, it, it really is. And talking from one, um, you know, game recognized game. Whatever. Because my safety net mm-hmm. was taken from under me when my dad moved to Lu- to uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you feel know, <laughs> some kind of way? I think you still feel some kind of way. How many years later? Dude. I, <laughs> you know? You still feel some kind of way. I, my safety net. You know, when I was living at home, I paid my own bills. You know, I did all of that, but mm-hmm. my daddy was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about, you know, not having a roof over my head. I didn't have to worry about none mm-hmm. of the utilities being turned off. I didn't have to worry about any of that. But then he decided to move to Louisiana. How dare he? You still feel some kind of way. Oh, clearly. my goodness. And so my safety net was taken from under me. And that's when I had to begin to rely on God for everything that I needed. Was it rough at times? Yes, that was my first time living on my own. Okay, so I'm going to be transparent. Tell the people, I already know. I'm going to be transparent. <laughs> Tell the people, I, I know. And I'm going to say, say it out loud. I didn't move out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move. Huh? I didn't move mm-hmm. until I was in my late thirties. That's okay. I had the same experience. Yeah, I didn't move from home until my late thirties, and again, I had to totally rely on God. Now, what I can say is, I'm grateful that my mom had 18 years to prepare me. And then my dad had the rest to get me ready. So he forced me out. That's all I'm saying. 
So you just rolled your eyes. Oh yeah, I did. did y'all see that? <laughs> I need. Mean, I hope you saw. Listen, I lo- I love the fact that we have the video now. I can't listen. If you're listening to this, whatever. Or if you're only listening to the audio version, please do yourself a favor because I need you to see the facial expressions. She literally. I did. She rolled her eyes. I did because her daddy wanted to move to a different state. And why? <laughs> I mean, no, really, why? I don't understand. To this day, I still don't understand. It made you grow up. It okay, so it did. And so that you should be thankful. I am, and I told him. I did. I told him. I said I was not happy that you left, but I'm grateful because it made me grow up. You know what it reminds me of? My uh, my, my former pastor, the one that I, the church that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. He would always say. Faith isn't faith until it's tested. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so yeah, you knew how to pray and and you knew how to do all that. Yes. Because you came out the womb speaking in tongues. That, oh, that is a joke, right? <laughs> and I believe that that is the truth. Um, but it wasn't until you were quote unquote thrown in the fire. Thrown in the fire. It was so sink you, or swim. And, and I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't know you at that time. Mm-hmm. But did that take your prayer life to a whole nother level? Oh, a whole different level. And it there was power behind the preaching at that time. That's mm-hmm. a that's a running joke. But it was power be- because being out on my own for the first time, it wasn't easy. Mm-mm. It wasn't easy. I had some some ups, some downs, some trials, and I had I had a rough time, even though it was good, but there was a lot that I had to learn. And I was by myself. My safety net was gone. I had sisters, brothers, and friends. I had all of that. People that cared about me. And when my, before my dad left to Louisiana, he told me. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Grow up. He said, well, that was when we was in Louisiana when he was in hospital. <laughs> but he told me, he said, the boys will take care of you. He was talking about my brother, Eric Kirks, and my brother, Derek Lewis. He said, they'll take care of you. And they have done a good job. They, 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 they've been there for me. I, I can't knock that. But my daddy moved to Louisiana. And I may be a little bitter still, but it's okay. Still? Well, years later. Like, this didn't just happen 10 years ago. No. It's been a minute. A minute. And you're still feeling some kind of way. Yes. Because he shouldn't have left me. He needed to move. <laughs> but I'm grateful. And I, like I told I him. I think it, it, it prepared you. Yeah. And, and I told you. him. I told him that I'm grateful that he did what he did. I'm grateful. I really am. Even though I may be a little bitter. I'm still. grateful. Yeah, still. But I'm grateful that he did it. And I think it's one of those situations where when you, when you hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. Right? In, in the moment, you don't get it. The last episode talked about you know, that, 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 that heartbreak that I had mm-hmm. <laughs> with that job mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And you didn't understand why your dad decided to move out of state, like not even to a state next door. He moved across the country out, like across the country. Right. It wasn't like he was in Oakland <laughs> or San Francisco. No, no. He, he went South and, and we're West. Um, but I think when we're able to, to, take our emotions out of the moment 
and know that God knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. Yeah. Because we're not appreciated then. No. Because how dare you? No. And I'm just going to be transparent. How, how, how dare you? And then we can have conversations with God and we can let him know how we really feel. I mean, we, we can't be disrespectful. Right. But he, he's not um, afraid of how we feel. He's not afraid of he's not afraid of that. But what he does want from us is for us to be honest with him. So what do we learn? What do we learn as a result of this conversation? What do you think is one thing that you would want people to walk away with learning? Because you see, I'm trying I'm trying to turn the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you to see me when I'm coming. I'm trying to turn the corner here, but I know you, so I got to give you a couple of warnings. Yeah, like three moments. I'm a Baptist preacher. You are. You that you are. I am. Better be glad I'm a single him. In every sense of the word, you are a Baptist preacher. You better be uh, glad I'm a single song. The show isn't over. <laughs> the show is not over. Don't like, play with me. I, it's not over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would you want someone to walk away with? What nugget, what piece of advice, um, what's something that you would want somebody to walk away with because of this conversation? What I would want someone to walk away with is you have to trust God and you have to trust the process. You mentioned about the job mm-hmm. and you're not getting it and mm-hmm. you were upset about it. Mm-hmm. And what happened, what was the result of you not getting that job? What, what happened? What do you mean? What, was, what did you learn about that job? It wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the one, even though I thought it was the one. Mm-hmm. Apparently, God had other plans. Other <laughs> plans. And, and we don't always agree with those plans, but at some point, we got to submit to those plans. We have to submit. You have to submit to the process. And that's what I want someone to realize. You have to submit to the process. Mm -hmm. And it may be hard. You may cry. Again, we go back to, we demand do it for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Joy will come in the morning. What do I do until the morning comes? You have to hold on to God's promises. You have to hold on to what the word of God says. He promised that he would never leave us, nor will he forsake us. He promised that we can look to the hills because we know that's where our help comes from. So we have to hold on to God's word, his promises, and the fact that he blessed us before and he can do it again. How is it going to come? We don't know. That's where faith comes in. So you have to trust, trust the process. I think for me, it's the same lesson that I told the kids yesterday. Mm-hmm. Whoever you say that God is, mm-hmm. hold to that. Right. Because back, again, going back to Hebrews chapter four, it says, let us hold fast mm-hmm. to that confession. And I like, let us hold firmly to that confession. I mean, don't let it go. Don't like, let it go. I, I don't care what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. It could be, you could be standing in the middle of a tornado of life. Mm-hmm. Don't let go. Don't. Whoever you say God is, whoever God has been to you and in Mm -hmm. your life. So if I were to ask you right now, who is God? Mm -hmm. And you would give me an answer. Mm -hmm. Hold firmly. 
hold, hold. fast to that which yes. th- what you're confessing right. because obviously you're confessing it for a reason mm-hmm. it's coming out of your mouth right. for a reason you for believe reason. what you believe exactly for a reason right. so in those moments where it seems like the morning isn't coming in those mm-hmm. moments when it seems like all hell is breaking loose mm-hmm. hold fast to that confession hold fast to that confession we have to because the only thing that we have is Christ. The only thing that we have is God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy. And we have to hold fast, hold firmly, and we have to trust God's timing and his process. There are some things that I'm, I'm, I'm asking God now. There are some things that I am, I'm, I'm wanting God to do for me hasn't happened but it does not mean that i'm not going to trust him doesn't mean i'm not going to trust him i'm going to hold on to it until the end because he promised because he who promised is faithful well i pray and hope that you were able to get something from this conversation Uh, i am excited about what god is doing as a result of this leap of faith yes it's definitely a leap Um, if you're watching this on youtube this is a leap (laughs) yes it is from talking about it to praying about it for how many years it's been a few for sure before the pandemic yeah oh yeah way before the pandemic and then to putting those prayers into action and then now here to youtube the manifestation of, of yeah yeah so it's a big leap of faith and i pray that you were blessed today i pray that there was something said that you can uh, a little nugget that was dropped that will bless you and if you were blessed i pray that you would share with someone else with someone else listen some of y'all have been dating this podcast for a little while we've been on a couple of dates now you've listened to a couple of to, to a couple of episodes it's time for you to commit if at any point during this dating process you have gained anything, we just want you to commit, right? And, and all we ask, button. like it, share it with somebody else, leave a comment, leave a review, go to the YouTube page, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will be doing more videos. We will be releasing more content. And it's only to, to be a blessing. Yes. We, we are only trying to take our life experiences and use them for God's word. That's it. Because we want him to be pleased. And my desire is to please him. As you kids, sis. As I. Who's Amen. praying us out? I think I prayed out last time. Your turn. All right, fine, whatever. Let's pray, shall we? God, how we thank you and we praise you for this moment. God, we thank you for stretching us. God, we thank you um, for allowing us to have this platform to be used ultimately to lift you up. It's not about us per se, um, but it's about you getting the attention. It's about us uh, enlightening others to how wonderful it feels to have a relationship with you, how wonderful it feels knowing that even after this life is over, we will have eternal life. So God, I, I pray for everyone listening. I'm praying God, whatever their need is, God, we pray and we ask that you would meet the need in the name of Jesus. God, we're asking um, that you would hold that person who's getting ready to give up. 
God, as they're getting ready to throw in the towel, as they're getting ready to say, forget it, as they're getting ready to say, I give up, God, remind them of who you are. God, they've experienced, experienced you before. So remind them that you're a miracle worker. Remind them that you're a way maker. Remind them that you care yes, about God. them. Remind them that they are not alone. Yes. That you are right there with them. And yes, remind God. them, God, that weeping may mm. endure for a night, but joy comes. Yes, Lord. So God, I pray that you would help them to have hope. Yes. That God. you would help them to hold on to your unchanging hand. Yes, God. God, we love you so much and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> what was that for? So you love everybody. Yeah.